Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Today on Drawing Near, Paul instructs the Colossian believers regarding sin. He gives a representative list of these sins and explains the consequence of those who remain in sinfulness. I encourage you to open your Bible and turn to Colossians chapter 3 and join me for The Believer's Stance on Sin. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the freshness of your word, how it penetrates our hearts, our circumstances, and reminds us of your authority in our lives. I'm grateful that you let us know what your expectations are, what your demands are. And I pray, Father, that you would help us to not only understand them, but through the power of your Spirit, live accordingly. Guide us in our study today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In our previous study, we were encouraged to seek those things above where Christ is. We were reminded that when Jesus Christ returns, we will be revealed with him in glory. Because of that promise, Paul begins in verse 5 of Colossians chapter 3 and says, Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. Based on what we know we have in Jesus Christ, Based on what we've been commanded to do to keep seeking the things above, to set our minds on things above, because we have died and our life is hidden with Christ, Paul says that we are to put the members of our earthly body to death. We're to consider them as dead to immorality, which literally is fornication, impurity or uncleanness, lustly passions, evil desires, greed, which is the same thing as idolatry. We are to distance ourselves from sin. And the language that Paul uses here is similar to the language of Jesus Christ, where Jesus Christ said, deny yourself. We are to deny our physical flesh. Our body craves sin. Our physical natures are tempted to sin, and we desire sin. You cannot be tempted to do something you don't desire. And so Paul says that we are to consider the members of our body, our individual body parts, as dead to these things. In other words, we do not allow these things, fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, greed, we do not allow these things to awaken our body, to have any impact on our body. We are to be dead to them. The picture here is the person who is dead is no longer responsive to physical impulses or temptations. They're dead. They cannot be tempted. They cannot be moved to do anything, yet alone sin. That's the way we are to be with regard to sin. We are to put to death the members of our body with regard to sin. We are not to be responsive to these sinful temptations. Verse 6 says, For it is because of these things, or it is because of things like this, that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. 
God's wrath has been poured out on sinfulness in the past, and it will be poured out on those who commit these kinds of sins and walk in these kinds of sins in the future. Ultimately, God will judge this earth, and he will create a new heaven and a new earth, cast all sinners into hell because of these sins. It is because of these things that God's wrath comes upon the sons of disobedience. We've seen it in the flood. We've seen it in Sodom and Gomorrah. We've seen the children of Israel put into bondage over and over again in the Old Testament because of their sinfulness. God does not tolerate sinfulness. He does not just overlook it. He does not excuse it. He judges it, and he has ultimately judged it in Jesus Christ on the cross. Because he has judged our sin on the cross, we can therefore trust in what Jesus Christ did in suffering for our sin, as payment for our sin, as the opportunity for us to receive forgiveness through faith in Jesus Christ. In verse 7, Paul reminds the Colossian believers that they once lived like this. So they understand these terms. They understand this sin. And quite honestly, the reason why I'm not going through and explaining each of these terms, these descriptions of sinfulness, is because we know what sin is. We know what these things are. All we have to do is just consider our actions, consider the temptations in front of us, and consider what God desires of us. The Holy Spirit that indwells us leads us into righteousness. So we know what these things are. These were the kinds of things the Colossian believers did, and these are the kinds of things many of us did before we were saved, especially if we were saved in adulthood. In verse 8, we're told, But now you also put them all aside. He is getting ready to give us another list, and these lists are not exhaustive but representative. He's saying, we used to walk in these things, but now we are not only to allow our bodies to be dead to these things, we are to put them aside. Notice that the language here is active. We are not to passively deal with sin and temptation. We are to be very, very active. We are the ones who are to consider our bodies as dead. We are the ones who are to put our bodies to death to these sinful things. We are the ones who are to put aside what he's getting ready to tell us. Notice what we are to put aside. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech. Where for the most part, the list in verse 5 has to do with sexual immorality, emotional temptation, those things done with various members of our body. Verse 8 focuses primarily on the tongue, on a single member. We express our anger with our tongue, our wrath with our tongue, malice, slander, abusive speech with our mouths. We can express them with other things as well. But quite often, no matter how we express them, our tongue is involved. All sin, no matter if it's sexual in nature, if it's greed, if it's passions and desires, emotional outbursts of anger and wrath, bitterness and malice towards someone else, sins of the tongue, we are to put them all aside. We used to do them. We used to live in them. We are to no longer do these things. They are not to be a part of our lives. These are things that characterize the sons of disobedience. They are not to characterize the sons of God.
That's critical for us to understand. Because until we understand that these things are not acceptable, they're not excused even in the believer's life, we will not deal with them appropriately. And we must. I strongly encourage you to make it a driving desire, a passion to put away sin, to walk in holiness and righteousness, to be holy as God is holy, to train ourselves in godliness. These things are important. We do not want to be guilty of having a form of godliness, having a title that we are saved and we are regenerated, but denying the power thereof, the power to actually live godly. So many people claim to be believers, but they look exactly like the world. They are going to be in trouble when they stand before God. God does not tolerate hypocrisy. It's one thing to sin accidentally, to repent, and to grow. It's another thing to live and walk in these things, for these things to have a common and familiar part to our lives. That's not to be the case. And we need to understand that, and we need to actively put these things away and to control the members of our body with regard to these things. Father in heaven, again, I thank you for your word. Thank you for the reminder of the attitude that you have toward our sin, your righteousness and holiness, which must judge sin. And Father, you will judge sin in all of our lives if we do not seek not only to trust in Christ, but to walk in Christ. Help us to understand this, Father. Give us the strength and the clarity of mind and spirit to do as you've commanded. We ask these things in Jesus' name, for his sake. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.